Building wealth isn't just about hustle and grind. Every day, huge deals are being made and a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. What makes them different? They chose to break away, to build a mindset of abundance, to spot opportunities others overlook. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big, and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the founder of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Thanks everybody for joining us today. Um, I'm Jim Oliver, your host, and joining me today is a great friend and, and a client of mine, John Stevens. Welcome, John. Hey, thanks for having me, Jim. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on and taking your time to to tell us a little bit about uh, your business and some of the stuff you've got going on. We're kind of in a real estate uh, uh, mode right now. We kind of went over the basics last week of how to build a real estate portfolio, why to build a real estate portfolio, financial freedom. And so um, I wanted to have you come on and talk about a little bit of some of the things that you're doing and have done in the past and how you're building this. But before I get started with that, just tell me a little bit about you. I know you're married, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, married and three kids, 13, 10, and seven, uh, two boys. And then the youngest is, uh, uh, that's my baby girl. She's my favorite. Um, uh, uh, I have, uh, my wife's a dentist. Yep. Uh, I spend a lot of time helping her with her office. I'm a painting contractor. I have a small design firm and, um, starting to dabble in real estate. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, Mindy happens to be my dentist, which is why my teeth look so good. <laughs> uh, no, she's a, and she's, a, I'll tell you, her office is, is really innovative and makes you feel comfortable when you're in there. And I'll tell you, she's my, my only doctor that I go see that I never, ever wait. I'm always, I sit down, I, I don't even, I don't even go over and grab a cup of coffee, you know, cause, and I'm, and I'm right in there. And so uh, I always appreciate that and love docs that uh, uh, respect my time as well. So, so I, I, uh, a little side story. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my first big design projects and being the owner and the designer made things so much fun. Not having someone in my ear constantly telling me I'm spending too much money. That was a, that was a really fun job to do. John, are you directing that towards our remodel at my house that you're doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> your, your remodel for the first three weeks was fantastic. When I wasn't there, I was in Florida. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll go back to Florida for you, John, when I look out the window here in South Dakota. Uh, so that's awesome. So, you you know, you guys have two businesses that are primary businesses, and I know you uh, have expanded. We're going to get into that in a minute. But running a dental practice is running a business. Right. Now, let me just ask you, because maybe you know the answer to this, maybe you don't, but how many classes during dental school and, and undergrad did Mindy get helping her run that practice, telling her the business side of that practice? Yeah, that's, that's something that we've joked about a lot over the years, and the answer is zero. Zero. That's right. It's, you know, it still blows my mind. We've had a lot of doctors on the show, and obviously have a lot of doctors that are clients, and how these schools think it's okay not to give them the financial education that they need to be successful. And, and so many times I see where um, the spouse, if they have a business 
acumen and training. They run the business side of it sometimes or give advice or at least a consulting uh, role. And the dentist, they really just want to be a dentist. You know, right. they, 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 and, and it makes it, it makes it tough, but. Yeah. And uh, uh, so different from what, what I do, right. I mean, I have people working for me that I've, those are the earners, right. Whereas with her office, if she's not focused on being a dentist, there's no money coming into that practice. So it does make it really complicated to be the boss, to be the owner and to be the dentist. Yeah, I can see that. It's a, it's a challenge. Uh, um, and, um, and she's doing a great job with it. And you, you guys are doing a great job with it. Um, you know, let me just back up a little bit and tell you a little bit how I met John, because this is a pretty cool story, is when um, John was uh, referred to me and came in, kind of saw the uh, our initial presentation and was like, okay, I really like this. Now I'm going to go do some, uh, um, some homework, some due diligence. I'm going to test it out. We met three or four times. And then John said, I'm going to, I'm going to pay my CPA to read this book. Nelson Nash is how to become your own banker. Remember that? I do. And, uh, and so John was bringing a CPA in one day and I think we started at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and the CPA comes in with like three and a half pages of typed notes. Remember that? <laughs> I do. And we sat there for three hours <laughs> it was a long asking meeting. questions. Yeah. Like, okay, I know I'm going to trip you up on this question. We'd answer <laughs> it. Well, what about this? And we'd answer it. And it yeah, reminds it's comfortable me for me at times with all the back and forth, just sitting there nice and quiet while you guys had your conversation. Yeah. And, and so, <clears throat> you know, I, it reminds me of Bob Murphy, um, of Laura Murphy. Um, and, and, um, in Bob's a PhD in economics. When he first read Nelson's book, he said, well, there's about seven things wrong with this. Then he read it again and he said, there's about five things wrong with this. <laughs> then he read it again and said, well, there's a couple things wrong. And then he read it again or talked to Nelson, had him explain some things. And he said, this is perfect. And, <laughs> and so it kind of reminds me, but I remember after three hours of talking to the CPA, he looked at you and he said, well, you realize, John, in the first year, you're going to be behind. <laughs> and, you, and you said to him, I'll never forget this. You, you turned, at it, turned to him and said, that's all you got out of three hours of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. That's what you said to him. And it was, uh, it was maybe a little bit more colorful than the way I just said it. But, but it, was, it was to the point. Let's put it that mm -hmm. way. Uh, do you remember that? I do. I do. And, and since that time, uh, he's become uh, a real believer in the system. And yeah. Uh, he understands it as well as I do. And he, in fact, probably better. And it, he helps motivate me on to the, the next purchase, next step. Yeah. No, and, I, and, you know, to his credit, he learned it. He took the time and it made sense and he endorsed it. He, the other thing he also told you is, you know, you got to put enough money in here to make it worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. Now, what's funny about that is I never said that. He said that. So sometimes people think, well, we're going to tell you, hey, you got to put this much money in there, do this. We don't, we just help you build your banking system. We're the coach, you know, you're, we're not the hero of the story. You're the hero. Well, that coaching piece, it's really important because the whole concept can get a little bit overwhelming and yeah. it does seem extremely complicated and to just get started and then back away that you wouldn't be doing anybody a service. So the way that you do it, the way that you help me through it, it's, I mean, very appreciated.
Yeah, well, you're welcome. And uh, it's fun to work. It's what I love to do. As you know, we've had a lot of conversations. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about um, real estate, financial freedom, passive income, cash flow, and just getting better every day at it and helping people get better at it. I mean, that's, it's kind of like, um, you know, that's, that's uh, um, our mission at Create Tailwind is, is just to help people uh, free themselves from and break away from the herd. That's why this podcast is called Break Away, right? Yeah, well, I'm ready to break away. Yeah, well, you are, man. You're doing it. Hey, so how did you become a business owner? Right out of school or did you have a, you know, regular guy's job in the beginning? Yeah, or? yeah so um, college was something that I never really took very seriously until, you know, I, I understood how much debt I was taking on. Then things changed quite a bit. Uh, I managed a bar for a few years and ended up getting six credits which is that's part of the reason I was able to graduate on time. Um, from there, I, I knew I wanted to own my own business after that, right? Because yeah. I was running the bar, I had an opportunity to buy the bar, but I didn't have any money. Right. Uh, from there, took a normal guy's job, working at a, a trucking company as a dispatcher. Back and forth, a few different uh, opportunities between now and then, but um, my wife, when she graduated, told me that we were moving home to Sioux City. You know, me being a truck dispatcher and her being a uh, dentist, you know, we were moving back. There was no, there was no stopping that decision. Um, and I, <laughs> I took a job at a local, uh, uh, what do you call them, packing house in a, yep. a scheduler there. Did not like the job, just not very rewarding, just a grind. And I started looking into franchise opportunities and small businesses and, my dad, uh, he could he could tell that I was I've had enough, right? And the, he was working for a larger business, and that larger business had taken on a painting business, not not because it's something that they wanted, not because it was a, a, a good opportunity for them, but it was almost like a, a philanthropic purchase to help out the family. Well, he, he sat me down. He said, "Hey, if if these guys that I'm working for can run this business," and they don't want anything to do with it, you should be able to f at least try to figure it out, right? And I was 26 years old at that point, and uh, my dad didn't have the money to help me out and buy it. Uh, I certainly didn't have the money to buy it. So I went to every local bank in Sioux City, got turned down by all of them, literally all of them, and uh, turned back around and started at the top of the list and did it all one more time. And I, got, I convinced my father-in-law to co-sign for me, and, <laughs> that's how that's how I bought into the painting business. It's been it's been great. It's given me so many opportunities. And, um, yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah. Yeah. That well, that's awesome. No, that's that's really cool because, you know, what you you know, Tony Robbins says we're motivated by pain or or uh, pleasure, right? You mm -hmm. had the pain of working at a job that you really didn't like, and right. you're figuring out a solution. Mm -hmm. Then you're you know you're finding advice, and your dad. Came, comes to you with an opportunity and you figure out a way to get it done. You know, right. I mean, it it's, doesn't matter how you get it done, just get it done, right? Exactly. Yep. So then you, your business has grown and it's been, uh, um, I mean, I've seen it grow. You know, it's, it's, and you added the, the, uh, the design aspect to it and, right. you know, which is, which is fun. We'll watch my wife and, uh, and your designers go back and forth because 
I go, okay, sounds good. I would just let, when, when we built the office, I guess I should say too, is John built the off or he didn't build the actual outside of the building, but everything inside of our building um, at the uh, headquarters for Create Tailwind, John built also the headquarters for Divi, which is another company that, that I own um, part of. And um, sounds like I should have probably put you on the Christmas list this year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, on this stuff, I just said, okay, John, do whatever you want. I trust you, right? Mm-hmm. Even right. though I'd go, are you sure those benches, are anybody going to sit in those chairs, John? Those <laughs> look a little funky or, you know, or um, these desks that we were, uh, that we sit on and that are awesome. They're custom desks that uh, are one of a kind. Um, but, you know, it all worked out in the end. And, uh, and I just trusted you a hundred percent. So when you show me something you want to do at the house, I just go, okay. And my <laughs> wife sometimes says, uh, well, wait a minute, maybe this, but then she warms up and, but she's normally right in sync with you and, uh, Marissa and, uh, Taylor. So, um, very cool. Okay. So you're running this business, starting to do infinite banking. You have real estate because you own the building that you're in for the, uh, construction business, contracting right. business, mm-hmm. uh, which the, the, the painting business kind of grew into the construction business, right? Con- well, I mean, and I wouldn't call it construction business because that would kind of conflict with right. uh, the work that I do for all my general contractors, but right. uh, we do a small remodel business. Okay. Okay. Makes it, 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 uh, it fits in well with what Blankenship does anyway. Yeah. So the folks in the audience, John's very humble too. So um, the, as he, when he says just this little business, it's a, it's a nice business. Does, does a great job. Um, so how did you get involved in other real estate? I know you did obviously uh, Mindy's building for the, for the dental practice, right? Um, your building that you're in, I think you bought some buildings around the original uh, building, you know, yeah. and those are like commercial things and then, start to do infinite banking and you say, Hey, I'm going to expand my real estate holdings. Tell me about that. After watching the bank account grow with, uh, the rent that I was charging myself, uh, the rent that I was charging the few tenants that I have, um, it, it just made sense to, to at least consider residential properties. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, that was the motivator. Um, and, I, with the type of work that I do, made sense to in, invest some time in cleaning up some of these properties. And all that just ties in so perfectly with my banking system, right? I, I, you can only, in a, a business as simple as mine, you can only purchase so many assets that will help you operate. So right. I, I was forced to look outside of the traditional uh, painting contractor investments. And that's what brought me ultimately to uh, purchasing residential properties. So in the last um, six months, year, or whatever, you've bought you've bought a few uh, single family homes. Like how many? Yeah, no, uh, ten. Ten in the last year. In the since, yeah, probably like eight months. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So you know, most real estate investors they would kill to have that kind of that many deals in eight months. Now mm-hmm. you you have, like you said, you have your banking system to help you leverage the money even more, not just using, because you're using your banking system for the down payments on the real estate, right? That's right. And just to back up, uh, of all those deals, the, I've, there's only been one deal that I had, I had to utilize a broker. Everything else was 
they were just they were just deals that I was able to find. And that's, you know, I think that's really important too, is you got to find these deals on your own because when you go to a wholesaler, nothing against wholesaling and that'll work, but really the best way is to find stuff that's not either not for sale, right? right that you want to buy, um, or you could, um, you know, find something that's for sale. You already know the, the rehab costs. If you're going to, if you're going to up, you know, upgrade the, the, the property, um, you know, all of those things so that you're right in your business. It's a no brainer to go out there and do it because you know, you can throw paint on the wall and put carpet on the, on the floor. And, and uh, you know, now the rent's more expensive. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about, uh, so, I mean, that's really good. Eight, 10 properties in the last eight months. Now um, when you're finding these deals, do you ever look for, um, you know, somebody that has a whole real estate portfolio that you can purchase? Yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. And that's, that's what I'm working on right now, actually. So well, in, tell, tell us in, about that. In multiple deals that I've done have been through uh, other real estate investors. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but this next one that I'm hoping to close on uh, before March, um, this is a, uh, a retiring investor. And there's a, a, a ton of properties that we're talking about. And it was crazy how uh, this deal came about. I was in a walkthrough uh, for a design consultation. And it was a realtor that I, I was uh, on the consultation with. It wasn't her property, it was one that she was selling. And I had complained about how it was just so, uh, how, uh, just frustrating, trying to, trying to find a real estate deal that 30 other people aren't already looking at. And just all the profits are gone for, for an investor by the time you buy into one of those projects. And uh, she said, well, uh, I have a few little properties. I said, well, what I really want is multifamily. I'd like a, a, a big chunk of properties. And then from there, I mean, <laughs> that's, it, it's just crazy. You just always have to be aware, always have to be uh, on the lookout, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, networking. Um, you know, that, that uh, networking and personal observation is so important. You know, and we, we always say, you know, to really to break away from the herd and from the pack, it's participatory. You know, you can't just go hire somebody to do this. You can't hire somebody to build your wealth. You can hire somebody to coach you. That's what we yeah, do. That's what I think is so fun about this, right? I mean, it yeah. is participatory as opposed to uh, taking all your cash every month and send it off to your uh, investment account, your 401k, right? I mean, to, to have total control over the wealth that's being created every month to be able to see, you know, I mean, I mean, immediately the, the, the benefits that you have from your hard work, right. Instead of waiting until you're uh, 65, I have a, a 529 account for each kid, multiple 529 accounts. And I uh, got the quarterly statements just last week. Mm -hmm. I lost like 40,000 bucks. Wow. Of value over the last quarter. And, and I mean, these aren't accounts that I manage or look at, or, I mean, just instantly gone and to not have that burden, right. To all, I was just on a vacation with my father-in-law had an amazing time. And I don't know, probably every day uh, he was talking about the, the market cause it was on its way down. Right. Right. And he's him, his, his, I was there with his buddies too, you know, so him and all his buddies, same thing. I mean, they have all this money wrapped up into the market and as these, as their accounts go down, I mean, their attitudes change. I mean, the, the way they live changes and to not have to 
to hopefully not have to worry about that type of thing. I mean, that's pretty exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and it's, it's fun when somebody's complaining about the market or something that's not in their control and you're not worried about it at all because you don't play in that, in that game really that much. Right. You know I mean? And uh, so what you were talking about this deal, so is this is a deal we've talked a little bit about. So it's about around 2 million bucks or something, right? Yeah, um, around there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to pay two million bucks, but it's going to be, <laughs> it'll be somewhere less than two million bucks. But, <laughs> yeah. but in, in their mind right now, or maybe that's in the negotiations, it's a 1.6 to $2 million portfolio. Okay, right? that's fair, yep. And what's the, what would you say the cash flow is on it right now, total? I would say that the cash flow is going to be about $7,000 a month. Okay, so... You know, that's $84,000 a year, right? Yeah. And that cash flow, that's you either having her owner carry 80% of it or more. And then what, how are you going to get the down payment? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap into my, my policy. All right. To your, to your infinite banking cash flow mm -hmm. system, right? And yeah. so, you know, how much money are you going to have in the deal? I'll have nothing into this deal, Jim. That's right. So... If, you're, if you have nothing in the deal, because you're just going to use the insurance company's money to buy mm -hmm. real estate, and you're going to get $84,000 a year net cash flow, right? then your rate of return is really infinite, right? It's, it's infinite, exactly. Yeah. So how many of those deals you want to do? Uh, infinitely. Yeah, yeah I, as I, many I as I can get. Yeah, yeah, 100 of them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's really cool. I mean... You know, and what, what's, what advice would you give somebody that said, well, I don't know where to start. I want to get, I want to get started in real estate. What do I do? Um, yeah, I would say you just have to try it. Yeah. Just get out there. Right. Yeah. Buy one, buy a couple. See, cause it's not for everybody. Right. I mean, right. and being a landlord, it, it sucks. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so you need a property manager. Right. Yeah. And, and, for, uh, and that's, that's my motivation. That's another one of my motivations for expanding my system because at 10 properties, I really can't afford a, a property manager. Right. But right. Sure. 50 or a hundred. Well now, now I can, and I don't want to pay someone else to be the property manager. I want to hire my own property manager. I want to, I, I want my employee to be my property manager. Sure. Now, and you know, that, that's what you've done to grow your business is you've hired, you didn't go hire a design firm. You know, you either started one or bought one or whatever, and they work for you. Right. Right. So that, mm -hmm. you know, it's not these layers. It's you are in control and whoever's in control they're they're, they're going to, whoever's in control of the money makes the money. Right. <laughs> right. That's yeah. just the way that it, that it, that it goes. Right. But, um, yeah, nobody wants to be a landlord and run that every day. I mean, and you know that, that you might have to do that in the beginning and that's a little bit of growing pains or you could hire a property management firm in the beginning, but ultimately, yeah, you have to have them. They work for you. You call, you know, they, they know who's, who's, who they work for. Um, and also, by the way, you know, I think of this as real estate, as uh, in a definitely financial freedom path, but Recently, you've, you've uh, started a couple of other businesses too, or I'm sorry, you've bought, started a business and bought a business, right? Or bought a franchise? Oh yeah, I, I bought a franchise. That, that's been a, a much more complicated and a lot less fun than the property piece. Right, so, <laughs> so you bought a restaurant, that's, yeah, that, which yeah. is always, 
that's always a, a, a an adventure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, listening to your podcast, you always ask, um, "What's some advice?" Right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'll tell you, my advice would be to second guess yourself if you're thinking you're going to be in the food business if the food business isn't something that you're from. Right. You know, and see, I like what you just said there because what one of the things that I tell people when they say, "Well, what am I going to invest in? What kind of businesses?" Do what you know. Right. Right. If you're a dentist and you want to expand your business, go buy some dental practices. If you're a pharmacist, go buy some pharmacies. Right. If you're <clears throat> go, go do that. In fact, you did that with another business recently that you bought, right. Or you right. bought into. Right. Yeah. A commercial uh, glass, glass and glazing business. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, you're, you, cause you already know that business a little bit, right? You've worked with these people. You've seen that it's a good business. You, you, you know something about it, right? right? So yeah. um, it's one of the reasons I, I got to tell you that I've been, I've been blessed that I've never gotten into the real or into the food business. It, <laughs> I've, I've thought about it a couple of times because, you know, I, uh, I, I, uh, I like, uh, like Chipotle and Qdoba and I mm-hmm. and living in Colorado for 20 years where both of those franchises started, um, you know, um, and, and being a single dad for a long time, you know, they gave us shirts at Chipotle cause we came in there so often. It was like three <laughs> nights a week. We're eating Chipotle, trying to provide a healthy dinner for my, for my kids. Um, you know, now I don't have to worry about that. My wife, Kelly, she makes healthy dinners every night for us. So, um, Hey Jim, no. this isn't this isn't the kind of uh, example that you would typically share with uh, with people, but um, this my banking system has really helped me out in this food in this pizza business, right? I mean, uh, I've had to put out a lot of money. I had a, a partner that passed away, which it, it, I had to put in even more money. It, it's a franchise; it's a leased space, so there isn't much to collateralize. Yeah. And, my banking system has put me in a place where I haven't had to go beg, beg the bank for money. Right. And, um, I think a normal, uh, a, a, someone who went about a business like this in the conventional way, um, falling on maybe not, I wouldn't say hard times, but things being a little bit slow. Um, I don't think they would have been able to come out of it. Like I, I've been able to come out of it. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's it's awesome. not just, the, it's just not, it's not all the, the positive, uh, uh, cash flow issues, right? I mean, this, right. this is helpful with some of the negatives too. Yeah, that's a great point, John. And you know what, it, it's, it's uh, I always feel like that with my, my personal banking system is it's made me so much more secure in one, making decisions because I know mm-hmm. I have this to back me up. And two, it's made it to where I have, I've been able to, businesses that I've owned, I've been able to loan money from my system, et cetera, to get, get us through tough times on some of these businesses. So, you know, I, I, that's a great point that we don't probably talk about enough, but you know, when things, you know, hit a rock or bumpy road, you know, we're, the, the banking system is there to save you and, and to keep you going. Exactly. So, um, that's awesome, John. Well, I mean, uh, um, you know, you're doing great. Your system is going great. I mean, I, I've been impressed, as I've told you over and over again, with the uh, with the way that you've expanded your system and that you've had that faith. Hey, I got to get it bigger. I got to get it bigger. Not because Jim wants you to get it bigger or Tanner wants you to get it bigger or anybody that you work with at Create Tailwind, because you want it to be bigger. Um, 
<clears throat> and, uh, you know, you've obviously been very successful. And, um, and, you know, one thing John does, too, is I think is really important as you build these things and you're re really working hard. And I call this periodization, which is like work hard, but then you got to take some downtime. And, and you and Mindy and the, and the family, I mean, you guys do a good job of going uh, and taking a break and going on vacation, right? Yeah, I, I think we do. And, yeah, I think I have a pretty fun social life. Got some good buddies that I spend a lot of time with, and my family is a ton of fun. So, yeah, I, I take advantage of all of those people. You know, that's another thing. You talk about your buddies, and I know you have like a standing uh, uh, day every uh, week that you go out and hang out with your with your buddies. But just knowing your friends, that that tight knit guys that you hang out with, um, they're all business owners. They're all right. entrepreneurs, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know if all of them are, but no, no, pretty much all, all of us are. And and I think that is uh, that's another piece of advice that I would I would pass on to your listeners. I mean, surround yourself with people that make you better. Yeah, right? I mean, it's 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 easy to stay motivated when you socialize with motivated people. That, yeah, that's we said that in the the last podcast. The financial freedom is is part of it. Is you can't hang out with a bunch of people that are saying, "Oh well, you know, the market right now is this," and the you know you really can't go do this. I don't want to risk my whole future for this. You know, all these negative Nellies, right? You know, right. you, you got to hang out with people that are looking for things to do. And I kind of mm -hmm. like that there's a there's an age range in your group of guys, too. I mean, there's young guys as uh, young as 30 or right. uh, I'm not sure how old Paul is, 30, 32. He's a great client, and, uh, too, and he just had a baby. Congratulations, Paul. But, uh, but you know, he's a young guy. And, right. you know, you have some guys in your, in your uh, group that were are or were, you know, uh, some guys that, that have been there that are in their 50s. So you have a – yeah. You know, that's that's kind of unusual and kind of cool for a circle of friends to to have that diversity, so to speak, an age diversity. Yeah, it is unusual. So, all right, John, as we kind of uh, wrap it up, what tell me one or two books, whatever, uh, that have made just a huge difference and helped you on your journey to break away. Um, you know, that Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, that that was a really motivating book for me. Yeah. And, I mean, that still pushes me to get myself into the, uh, the right side of the quadrant. Right. Right. And you play the cash flow uh, game with your kids, right? Yeah. They love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Costco and I talk about that playing that um, my 20 year old Morgan was taking her grandma to task over Christmas down in Florida, <laughs> playing the cash flow game. And grandma just kept on saying, no, I don't want to buy that. And Morgan <laughs> would say, I'll buy it. You know, she, so Morgan oh, yeah. got it. She figured it out. Now she's a theater major, so she's going to need to know these things as she goes on. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to have to, you know, by the way, Dan Sullivan, who's, uh, you know, people hear me talk about on this podcast, who's strategic coach that I a hundred percent believe in, um, Dan Sullivan in the Korean war was in the theater, had a, you know, uh, was in the theater in some way. So he designed his company the the front part, uh, what do they call it? The front part of the house, meaning like the stage and the back of the house, meaning like the, you know, behind the scenes and the props and, and uh, the staging and all that. And he runs his business that way. So whatever you get your degree in, it's probably not what, unless you're getting specifically uh, trained to be a doctor or a dentist or something like that. Sure. You know, even attorneys end up, uh, I've got a great buddy that's running a business, you know, that as an attorney, right? So, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I think that that's really cool. I think I can really just knowing you and knowing your pops, your dad, um, that, uh, uh, I can see why that book had a huge impact on you because you talked about your dad um, working for another company, but your dad was the postmaster in Sioux City for the right. U.S. Postal Service, right? Yeah. yeah. By the way, he's, he's helped me with a couple of things. And you, you, know, <laughs> it, you don't want to, if you're in the Postal Service, you don't want to make this guy mad because he will go all the way to Washington on you, and, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bulldog. That's right. I don't know where, I don't know where you got that from, but no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He is a bulldog. That's he, he, that uh, that persistence. Obviously, you got from him, or he taught you that lesson. But so he's working for the government, just like Robert Kiyosaki's dad was mm -hmm. in the education department in Hawaii. And 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 you see that, and you think, I don't, I don't want to do that for forty years or thirty years or whatever, right? Right. It, yeah. My dad, he just uh, he just sent me an email questioning a few of the things that I'm working on because he you know, he's just nervous. Yeah. He's always nervous for me. Like, are you sure you want to take this next step? Are you sure you want to buy that? Don't you think things are just fine? Isn't fine good enough? And yeah. it's just not, it's not good enough. Yeah. Well, it's like Billy Idol said, too much is never enough. Right? <laughs> Although, yeah. I do though. I do though. Really, very much appreciate my dad's, uh, uh, he's always looking out for me, but he, he, <laughs> yeah, he can stand to let me let me go a little bit more uh, uh, aggressively, I'd say. Yeah. Well, as you get older, maybe he will. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, now, you already talked about like some of the best advice that you ever received. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and you gave some great advice. So um, anything along those lines or. Well, I mean, one of the things well, that I learned early was you just you just got to be honest. It, yeah, it doesn't matter how bad it hurts or what it's going to cost. I mean, there's been a lot of jobs where we lost money yeah. and we, I, there's, you just got to, you got to suck it up. You got to take it on te in the teeth and just move on. Right. It's a card laid is a card played. Yeah. Yeah. You're either, yep. You're either winning or learning. Right. So right. Right. And it, uh, it, it, it all comes back to you. I mean, cause it's a relationship game. So, um, treat people with respect, be honest. And whether you believe it or not, I mean, they will turn around and treat you the same way. Yeah. You know, the thing that I like about you were, um, and you know, we, we kind of base our company on, on, uh, uh, not kind of, we base our company's philosophy on the go-giver, the five stratospheric laws of success. And one of the most important laws, it's the fourth law in the book, but it's being authentic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we try to be authentic. Um, and, and I know that you are, Hey, I'm, I am who I am. Right. And I'm not going to try to put on any kind of act for you. <laughs> this, is, this is me. This is what I can do for you. And, um, and, and it's always funny because everybody that I've referred to you always says, man, I love the way this came out or people that say, um, you know, again, I have two, two businesses, one that you designed, one that you didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, now, by the way, it was only because I, I actually thought you were designing it until the <laughs> end. <laughs> so that, that goes to show you that I'm not the detailed guy. Right. Um, but, um, but one appraised for more than I paid the one you designed and one <laughs> appraised for less than I paid. <laughs> yeah, you didn't design. So yeah, that that works out really good. I should I should interview you for uh, a a design podcast. 
Absolutely, you should. <laughs> Absolutely, you should. I'd be happy to um, show them. We'll even do some video. So, um, all right, John. Well, look, I think you've shared some great information with the audience. I appreciate you spending some time today to uh, to share this. And as always, I, I appreciate your friendship and 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 your business and. And hopefully, uh, you, know, you know, we have a lot of other projects in the future. So um, thank you so much for today and, and your time. Jim, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Till next time, folks, break away and let's, you got you to gotta get out there and participate. And if there's anything that we can do to help you is go to our website, createtailwind.com, and you can schedule an appointment to meet with us. We, we're not going to sell you. There's no close at the, at the end. We're just going to educate you. You decide if you want to do something or not. Totally up to you. But until next time, thank you. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.